0: Ladies, we just wrapped up talking about Sarah and her journey with infertility and the struggle that she endured for quite a long time. Join us today as we follow that conversation with a discussion on natural, safe, and proven methods that increase the likelihood for conceiving. Hey, sister, welcome to For the Love of
1: Hormones podcast. If you have struggled with finding satisfying solutions to your fertility, pregnancy, and hormone issues, you're in the right place. Maybe you're ready to feel heard and supported beyond a quick doctor visit and prescription medication. If you're ready for real conversation about how God fits into the holiness of hormones, women's healthcare, natural remedies, and the Bible's view on fertility, welcome. For the love of hormones, ditch your afternoon cup of joe and sip on some mood-boosting matcha green tea with me, Becca Yan, Certified Fem Educator and Hormone Coach, as we discuss with Dr. Jamie Eller more about the holiness of hormones. Hey guys, man, we are so excited to dive into this. As Dr. Jamie would say, I'm literally foaming at the mouth <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> Sorry, I stole your line. So wow, before we dive into things, this is such a gonna be such a really super duper cool episode. We just want to take the moment to thank everyone who has left a review. This is actually the first recording that we are doing since we have officially launched our podcast. We have over 500 downloads, we have 45 reviews, and I am going to highlight one that made me tear up. This is from Teresa583. Thank you. All the nicknames are so fun. She said, I was in tears after one episode. Having struggled with exactly what Becca talked about myself, and now being a mom to a daughter, to have these issues talked about in a knowledgeable, grace-filled, honest way from a Christ-centered perspective is irreplaceable. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your obedience and making this podcast. So, Teresa, oh my goodness, thank you so much for leaving us that sweet review. It made me tear up, and I'm so thankful that this has blessed to you. And um, everyone else, thank you so much for having left a review. You guys don't realize it, but it actually helps with some kind of weird, dark magic in the internet <laughs> for our podcast to show up on more people's searches. And we truly know that this message must be made known to the world. It is just so unheard and so just not talked about. So please share this with a friend. Please leave a review. And we really appreciate it. Um, and Dr. Jamie's going to kick us off with a word of prayer.
0: Father God, thank you for this moment today to come together and embrace the conversation that we are going to talk about today and to invite you into this space uh, completely to just take over the conversation to steer it in the way that you would need the for the listeners to to hear Lord I just pray that you guide the words from our mouths and keep the hearts and ears of our listeners open to what you want us to, to talk about today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right Becca. So listeners, yes, like literally foaming. Becca has been wanting to talk about this from Like months before we ever even got this podcast going, like she's been dreaming about this day because we are talking about natural family planning, aka uh, fertility awareness methods. So yes, this is her bread and butter. This is what she loves talking about for sure. So with that being said, I do want to just put like a little sensitivity disclaimer out there for um, for some of our listeners because. These methods, it's okay if you don't know them, but you will by the end of this episode. But for those who, who are aware, like, yes, these these methods are used for helping families conceive and, you know, for making babies and also just to be good stewards of, of uh, making a family and avoiding pregnancy. So th- we're going to do a whole nother episode on using these safe and wonderful methods for timing your family in the way that God wants you to time your family. But um, for today's purposes, we are going to be discussing how these methods can help us increase our fertility rates and help us make the babies that God wants us to have. So, you know, if you're, you know, we're all in different boats, we're all in different seasons. So uh, if you're in a place of not wanting to conceive or struggling to conceive, maybe you've been trying these methods before. Just hang in there with us. You might learn something you just never even knew. You just, you never know what God has in store with our episodes. So I just ask you to to just be open to the, the discussion and let's, let's just see where God takes it today. Yeah. Awesome. So Becca, you know, this is your world for sure. I'm just a doctor, you know? Yes, <laughs> a doctor. I'm just a doctor. <laughs> Because, and I say that because we're not taught this in our, in our uh, medical education. And I went through medical school, I graduated five years ago-ish, times weird since COVID. But, <laughs> but it certainly wasn't in my curriculum at all. It was brought up one sentence and it was to say that it was a put down to these methods and that they were completely ineffective and useless and should not, don't even learn them. And so I don't know what it's like in other medical schools, but I know that the majority of doctors aren't taught these methods. And the doctors who are aware of them, they've taken time, effort, sacrifice things to learn these, you know, have gone uh, extra courses and done extra education on top of the tremendous amount of education they've already done. So if you have a doctor who is um, aware of these methods, hold on to them because they are far and few between. So. Why don't we start, Becca, with your journey? Like how did you come We kind of know how you came across it, but like I want to know more about the journey, the educational process. Like how do you go about, you know, finding it and what it, you know, what kind of certifications and all that? What did what did it take to become certified in this?
1: Yeah. Well, throughout my journey, as you know, as you listeners know, I did like a crazy amount of research. So those friends referred us to do the Marquette method, which we, my husband and I did to avoid pregnancy in that season. Um, And then we did utilize that to become pregnant when we were ready as well. But I kind of, before I really dig into it, I just want to put this out there and put this up front because most people who talk about these this natural family planning or fertility awareness-based methods, from my experience and my research, it's either totally secular, so God is not in the conversation, or it's um, from a Catholic perspective. And so, which, you know, I have a lot of respect for Catholicism. That's not what I practice, or um, I'm not in that world. Um, I'm Protestant in faith. And so, From my perspective, I felt like I was sitting in the middle of wanting to know what is the Lord's design for this and all of that. So before we dive in, I just want to say this caveat, guys, in terms of like, we should do a whole episode on the history and timeline of fertility awareness, because it is going to blow your mind. I'll touch on a few things about it, but the the big thing I want you guys to understand is Our world has been going on for a very long time, thousands of years. And these particular methods in this particular science and this incredible understanding of the woman's body and of the God-designed conception has not been completely understood as it is today until about 1950. And that is really, really, really profound. Like we are in a really amazing season in time and in history to be able to understand what we know and how God designed us. And so to kick off, I really want to read from Romans chapter 11, verse 33. Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I want to start that off with giving glory to God because the knowledge that we have now, honestly, Dr. Jamie, it's probably not even completely comprehensive. Like, I love teaching. (laughs) ovulation to my clients it is one of my giddiest moments within my sessions because it is the most god honoring and god pointing thing and if anyone thinks that a baby is not a baby until it's born please come take one of my classes i would just love to show you this intricate and crazy design because it is absolutely made by a creator and i know you know our focus today is on utilizing These methods, this wisdom and knowledge that God imparted upon man to utilize this in order for those who are seeking to become pregnant. And Dr. Jamie, I'm not even answering your question, but I just had to, (laughs) I'm sorry. I just had to kick off. Like, number one, let's praise the Lord. Number two, we are in like the, I feel like it's like the craziest time in fertility history ever. And I honestly feel like that's why. This training is not in medical schools because it is so recent, 1950s, that we're actually having an idea of what's going on with the sperm entering the egg and when that happens in a woman's cycle and how that works with cervical mucus and what happens with her temperatures and how to identify all these things. Like It's actually extraordinarily recent research, but it kind of makes me extraordinarily er angry <laughs> that this is not in medical school and this is not in training. It's absolutely ridiculous because the, the references that they are putting down in the one sentence that you mentioned in your education, they're talking about the rhythm method. And that was founded in 1920, before the immaculate research and knowledge that the Lord imparted to Eric Oh, my goodness. His last name is Swedish, so please do not judge me. I'm not going to pronounce it correctly. Odebaud, God imparted this wisdom to him. God imparted wisdom to John and Evelyn Billings. God imparted wisdom to Dr. John Hilger. Like these these people, I'm not 100% sure on all of them, but most of them were in walk with the Lord And they were the ones who figured out or that God revealed to them about cervical mucus and about conception and about fertility and fertile windows and all of that. And that's really, really cool. And that was all past the 1920 rhythm method that is not a reliable way to get pregnant or to avoid pregnancy. And that is what is brought up in medical school. And these other methods that we'll dive into in a minute, they are so effective and so needed. So I'm going to just like mute my mic. I'm going to get off my hot seat. I'm going to let you respond to all that.
0: I know. See, I told you she was foaming. (laughs) I love it. She's so passionate about it. Absolutely. So I would say this. Hey, if there's anybody out there who says, hey, I went to medical school and they did teach me this, reach out and let us know because man, kudos to them. But it's very unlikely. I hope it's changing though. And with messages like ours, you know, maybe it will. There are, I know, you know, the Hormone Genius podcast has had a couple um, physician guests and they've developed things for certain residency programs. And like, I think George Washington Medical School has like an opportunity for medical students, but like, it's like the one, like one school out of hundreds in this country. Like how, you know, how many people are they reaching? But Yes. Yeah, so when, like, you were talking about how they they're all referencing the rhythm method, like, oh well, how convenient is it of them for big medicine, big pharmacy, big healthcare, whatever you want to call it, to just throw in that one, the oldest one and the worst one? It's like let's just they and they do and they say they list it on the CDC of you know this is a the typical use rate and it's like of all the methods and then they say there's just no randomized clinical controlled studies but there are studies out there they're just not like double blind placebo controlled studies but yeah you know, it's like how convenient is it of them to to distort the facts on that and but i'm so glad you opened us up the way you did because that's that's great and and it made me think of the conversation we had several months ago of like you know, what did we want to talk about? Like, what were our desires? What was God laying on our heart? And this was definitely one of them. And we talked about, you know, like natural family planning. And I'm like, yeah, like for the longest time, I just, I was like, didn't think it worked. I was told it was baloney. And, you know, it's just like this weird Catholic thing. was <laughs> like, yeah, you know, And uh, and and we were talking about our mutual passion of like, we want to, have a conversation about this. We want to bring it into our own personal belief realm of like, hey, this doesn't have to just be a Catholic thing. Like, why aren't all Christians utilizing this? Why, you know, why can't we talk about this in with our church circles and our church families and stuff? Like, why is this behind closed doors? And so that was like, one of our passions that I was reminded about when you, when you referred to that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, it's such a big thing. And so when we look at this for the woman who is seeking to get pregnant, I'm just going to share a story. Okay. So I have a friend who I know has, or had been trying to get pregnant for a very, very long time and just like a hard journey, you know, and they were at the point where they'd done most of the medical treatments that they could do and they were getting ready to fork over the 30 grand to do IVF. And I asked this friend, this was around the time when I was like just in my own learning journey, like trying to figure out my own healing. I mean, I was I think I'd cried to her about my miscarriages and I was still healing and processing. And so I was asking her about her journey, and I asked her, I said, "Well, your doctors that you're working with, I mean, have they encouraged you to chart your cycle? Have they asked you about your cervical mucus? She said, no, I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. And I was like, what, what? You're about to fork out $30,000 and these doctors, and like you guys haven't even charted your cycle to see if you could see if there's any like just basic obvious thing. So guys, when it comes to infertility, it could be a lot of different things. So this isn't like a promise of, oh, learn how to chart in an evidence-based method and you will get pregnant, absolutely not. However, studies have shown that couples who learn to chart have a 40% greater likelihood of getting pregnant than those who do not. There are, you know, there's a lot of reasons for infertility, some of them do go beyond charting. I'm not saying that this is gonna be your one-stop shop and fix it. But I'm saying if you have not charted, and I am also, sorry, I'm so passionate about this. I am also not saying that you're tracking your period on an app that is not charting, okay? So charting means that you have been taught and educated in an evidence-based method to identify and mark the biomarkers of your cycle, we, we have different biomarkers and different methods of charting utilize different biomarkers, okay? So there's the Billings method. That one is more utilized towards those who are wanting to avoid pregnancy. You can use it for achieving pregnancy. There is the Symptothermal method. There's Creighton. There's Marquette. I teach FEM. So I'm a FEM educator. Maybe I'll finally get to your question, Jamie. FEM stands for Fertility Education and Medical Management, and it is actually the most recent method that has come out. Uh, Fem was founded in 2012. And what I enjoy about Fem is it has a lot of up-to-date research. And so the, their goal is to make charting one cycle really easy and doable for the super busy woman some of the methods are a little bit more intensive or they utilize more biomarkers. And when I say biomarkers, I mean like tracking your mucus or your basal body temperature or doing LH testing or ovulation strips. That's a keyword that a lot of you guys may know of or testing your other hormones, tracking your period. Like Those are all biomarkers. And when I say biomarkers, that means your body's signs, your body's language. And so learning how to chart your body's language gives us a picture of the storybook of your body's health or lack thereof. And so especially for those who are wanting to conceive, it is like, this should be step one, that all doctors, when someone goes, or gosh, not even doctors, like this should be taught, this should replace sex ed classes in high school. So that woman, like this information is not that difficult to understand. High schoolers can absolutely capture it. And if we can get this education into high schools and women can really understand the core of who God designed them to be at a younger age, then they'll just be able to track and know their cycle and know right away if they're having issues rather than having issues, going to the OB, getting put on the pill, wanting to get pregnant 10 years later, and then they're having troubles. Like that's the standard now. So my hope and my vision is that us talking about this. And for those of you who are mothers or who will be mothers in the future, that we will raise a new generation of daughters and of women who who start tracking in middle school, who start tracking immediately. And we can identify endometriosis and PCOS and hormone imbalance so much earlier and help address
0: those issues early. Yes, absolutely. I love how you said like, yes, this absolutely needs to be in sex education. Why isn't it? They're learning all this other craziness that they have no business learning. This is the, you know, the core, you know, I, again, it's been so long. We're dating ourselves in this episode, going back into middle school, high school, when you got that awkward Class, you know, like girls went in one classroom, guys went in the other, and you learned about different body parts. One day, oh my gosh, and it could just be done so much better, and from a godly design and perspective, and just and to talk about like to discuss it from a fertility standpoint and not an abstinence standpoint, and and barrier methods and everything else of just educating on what is fertility and how do you know what the signs are how do you track them and just truly educate and empower and that's that's what it is it's in, it's empowering people and that's what the secular world doesn't want hmm empowering people and that's what the secular world doesn't want yeah
1: so i really think that i just encourage everyone who's listening to this maybe maybe you're listening to this and you're not in the boat of I want to get pregnant. I want to get pregnant. I want to get pregnant. You still have value in charting. And I just, I just have to throw that out there. And we'll do a whole nother episode on that. Like we, there's like really three beautiful purposes in charting for women who are in different boats of life. So we have the woman who is in the boat of wanting to become pregnant. You need to chart. Okay. We have the woman in the boat who is in a season where she's wanting to avoid pregnancy. You need to chart, you don't need to be on birth control or an IUD or anything else to avoid pregnancy. You can learn your body's language. Learn when you're fertile, and when you're not fertile. Then there's the woman in the boat who is just kind of miserable. Maybe she already knows, maybe she's already tracking her cycle, but she's not educated about what that chart is telling her from a hormone standpoint. And she's struggling with anxiety, she's struggling with low mood she's exhausted, that woman needs to chart through an evidence-based method because your chart is not only useful for avoiding or achieving pregnancy, it's also extraordinarily useful for identifying, not diagnosing, but identifying possible flags of hormone imbalance or gynecological issues. So I just, I have to say that as well. And I just, I really want to affirm the woman listening to this that Tracking your cycle, and again, an app does not count. An app utilizes an algorithm. You have a brain that the Lord gave you, and the Lord designed your inmost parts. Our psalmist said, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. In Psalm 139, 13a, he said, for you created my inmost being. Do you guys want to know something a little silly? I looked at the Hebrew word for inmost being, and I think it's an ESV and KJB, it says "inward parts." The Hebrew word for that is kilya. Do you know what that is, Dr. Jamie?
0: No. Okay. No.
1: Kidney. Kidney. <laughs> <laughs> that gave me the biggest laugh. Like I was not expecting that, but I was doing some research. So that's kind of interesting. The Lord created our kidneys, right? Like He created our inmost parts. If He created our kidneys, He created our liver. He created our gut. He created our hormones. He created our thyroid. He is the ultimate. And we are to praise Him and worship Him. And He has given us a gift to understand what our body is saying. And what blows my mind is this gift is very new. Very, very new. Like I was reflecting on Sarah. I was reflecting on all the women in the Bible. I've been reflecting on the people in ancient times who just didn't know this. Like how many arguments did they get in with their husband because they were having hormone imbalance or it was around their period time or um, it was around their ovulation time, but their estrogen was too high, but they just didn't know. And they that's why women have gotten this bad rep of like, you're just crazy and you can't be understood. Oh, thank you, Lord, for giving us this information and this knowledge that we can actually chart our cycles and see what's happening from a hormonal standpoint and be able to communicate that with our husbands. This is a gift for achieving pregnancy. It's a gift for our marriages and for communication. So,
0: yeah, I'm going to pause there. <laughs> so, oh, when yeah, when you brought up, like, women being categorized as crazy if you will like during certain hormonal cycles it made me think of the word hysteria because hyster is greek for uterus and yeah great right what the heck man (laughs) you should see becca's face
1: (laughs) what are you serious (laughs) good gravy
0: yep thank you thank you uh 1800s (laughs) <laughs> medical men who thought they know everything. And just, you know, they didn't know anything. And yeah, so that's where um, hysteria comes from.
1: Wow. So it was actually in the mid 1800s where hormones were discovered by man. Man, God created us from the beginning. Who knew what hormones were? And I just wonder, I just imagine him being so amused at <laughs> what's going on between women and couples and, and all of that with um, trying to figure out what's going on. And guys, we're so blessed that the Lord gave us this gift of knowledge to be able to become partners with him in our health and prayerful partners is what I mean. Like we get to pray to the creator for how he designed us based off of what's going on in our chart. Like that's really cool.
0: Yeah. So I, I want to get into these different methods if you're ready for that. Okay. Give okay. me mean the guest shot. Because yeah. I mean, there's a couple... Different ones, and it's like I'm Team Creighton, I'm Team Marquette, and I'm like, uh, I get them all confused because I'm horrible with names. Okay, yeah. So, um, I mean, I know there's the symptothermal, and that's obvious in the name because you're it's you're going off of your symptomatic biomarkers, and you're um, doing the basal body temperature monitoring, right? Why don't you go into a little bit of what that is? Because then I know that the rest kind of feed off of those, yeah, that, that foundation.
1: Yeah. So the first method was actually the Billings method. And so Billings is purely cervical mucus tracking, and it's extraordinarily simple and basic. The thing with the Billings method, from what I know, and I don't speak on this as an expert of all methods. I am definitely an expert on my method, FEM. I've charted with Marquette. I know a lot of people who utilize Creighton um, and some dothermal. And I have a little bit of experience with Billings. So I, disclaimer, like I'm not speaking about this as if I'm the expert on all of it. I'll speak to what I know. But Billings was the first method that was um, originated. I mean, the first legitimate method. The first one was the rhythm method. And actually, I lied. The first one was the rhythm method. The second one was basal body temperature. They say it was a method, but you can't really utilize that to avoid pregnancy, you honestly can't even use it to achieve pregnancy but they did discover how your temperature shifts upwards after ovulation so it's helpful like to know if you ovulated but it's not helpful to like you cannot use that as a method to avoid pregnancy that's where my second child came from the misinformation <laughs> so I'm saving y'all some some pain there anyways that was the second method the third one was billings and again basic cervical mucus sort of able to identify ovulation through that. So there's Billings. Symptothermal came after that. Symptothermal basically checks cervical mucus. They do basal body temperature and they do a cervical position exam. So that one is a little more intense in the sense that you literally have to,
0: yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you literally have to um, examine yourself down there and not everybody's going to be comfortable with that, but you could teach a partner that can make your i mean there's couples out there they're they're close like that you know wow um, but <laughs> that's something there's like you know cuz it's 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 difficult to do for some women and so you know it might be there's partners who would be totally on board with that and it's something that they can do to help so i'm just i'm just putting that out there yeah i would also say the concern about
1: symptom eth- thermal or like the extra care that you want to do anytime there's an internal exam is like you have to be really really clean do really clean, short fingernails because you don't want to accidentally have any tears. The vaginal walls are very thin and you know dirt under fingernails, anything like that. So you want to be really careful if that's a method that you choose to use. The next one that was found is Creighton. Do you have a
0: thought? An excellent point on that too because like that's very important. But the reason why they're checking the positioning is because it really does change. It really does. So when you're ovulating... When you're getting close to ovulation, that cervix is actually declining down into the vaginal down the vaginal canal, coming closer. And I get this all the time: women complaining that certain times of the month it hurts to have intercourse in certain positions and things like that. And it's like, Well, did you know? Like that, yeah, the cervix is actually moving and 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 dropping down and it can't. So I know some light bulbs I'm sure are going off right now as from our listeners, but I wanted to put that there. Like there's a reason why we're checking because it actually does move it. The consistency changes everything. So
1: yeah. Continue. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So Creighton is just mucus. That one's really, really intense because it's just mucus and you're having to learn like it's so in depth. I mean, the training process to become a certified fertility care practitioner like that's i think it's like i think that's what they're called fertility care practitioner it's really intense and learning how to do it is intense it's very doable and it honestly it's it's one of the best methods if you are dealing with PCOS or endometriosis because Creighton is partnered with NAPRO technology. NAPRO technology stands for natural restorative technology, natural procreative restorative technology, something like that. And there are doctors who are certified in NAPRO and every doctor is different. So I'm never going to stand by and say like, if it's a NAPRO doctor, it's going to be the best doctor in the entire planet. Because I have had some clients who have gone to a NAPRO doctor and it's been like a, moderate like head tilt and question mark and some things but most of the time they they they're absolutely phenomenal and they are trained in natural restorative technology to help women who are dealing with those really intense things naturally beyond just forcing with you know medication or jumping to iui or jumping to IVF. there's actually a lot of middle steps that can be done like I'm, I see myself as a hormone coach and a fertility educator as step one in anyone's journey. Like first, you need to learn how to chart. Second, we need to make some lifestyle adjustments to support your body in living in its best naturally, spiritually, emotionally, all of that stuff, right? So I feel like I'm kind of step one. And if we don't get to where our goals are after that, then I'm referring either to a fem medical management doctor or a NAPRO doctor. And honestly, I refer out to a local NAPRO doctor. She is my doctor and she is amazing. She is just, oh my gosh, I cannot speak highly enough of her. She's just one of the smartest people I know, biblically based. And I think so highly of her. So so that's kind of like the next step. And yeah. So anyway, so that's Creighton. So that's the perk to charting with Creighton. It, It is a lot harder to do. Compared to some of the other methods, but and it takes a lot of diligence, but you're then partnered with Naprodocs, who can help you out if you're having really intense issues. After that comes Marquette. Marquette is is kind of interesting and unique. I have some interesting opinions on Marquette. So (laughs) I hope people are like, love him or are not offended by him, whatever. But Marquette's kind of really cool because it is partnered with registered nurses. So in order to be a Marquette instructor, you have to be an RN or above. And so that's kind of cool and interesting, although it made me mad because I couldn't become a Marquette instructor because I'm not a licensed medical professional. But in the end, I actually am glad that I'm not a Marquette instructor. And I'll say, say why in a moment. So the reason I'm glad I'm not a Marquette instructor, it's it's a super cool method. It's really interesting. So Marquette utilizes the Clear Blue Fertility Monitor. The Clear Blue Fertility Monitor, while it's really cool and the Marquette method is really cool, I feel like it's really designed for the couple like where I was, like just needing to dive in right away and knowing exactly where I'm at immediately, whether our goal is to like avoid pregnancy or something like that because you're using this clear blue monitor with some cervical mucus training. So I will say like I took a Marquette course, Adam and I, my husband and I took it and I knew how to use the clear blue fertility monitor. But even after just taking a course, I really wasn't confident or totally aware of my cervical mucus and didn't really understand how much it impacted my fertility and how how it Talked with my hormones and, and all that. So I didn't, so like I was, we were able to use it as a method to avoid pregnancy, but as far as just truly understanding what was happening on an endocrine and a hormonal level, that wasn't really there. So I feel like Marquette, I mean, this was just my personal experience. Okay. I'm not like dogging anything, but from my personal experience, Marquette felt like an in-between of like you have an app which is not going to be accurate you have marquette where you're still utilizing technology to figure out and chart your cycle and then there's the other methods where the woman's given like a really in-depth knowledge of how it works and also it could just because it could just be because I took a course so ladies if you're listening to this like i mean courses are cool but you have to know yourself For me, I know I learn best by reading books and listening to people and talking and asking for help and learning how to chart your body. No, it's not that complicated, but there's so many layers to it, right? So like if you take a course, you're probably going to peel back like two or three layers in understanding it. Me personally, I work with women one-on-one right now. And um, we go like 20 layers deep. We go really, really, really deep because the goal is you will never depend on a device to tell you when you're fertile. That's just like a personal passion and belief of mine. I want to empower the woman to know when you are fertile or when you are not fertile from your own brain and understanding your brain's connection with your body. And I feel like you're completely capable of doing that. And that's what I personally love to do with women and talk with women on.
0: Yeah, not only are you completely capable of doing it, learning it, but you're completely capable of teaching it to your own daughters and other family members. That's the real thing. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm like, man, my kids are gonna be the most like <laughs> in
1: tune people with their bodies in the world. It's gonna be so cool. And then finally we come to fem. So FEM, again, it stands for Fertility Education and Medical Management. There are Fertility Educators, which is what I am. And then there is FEM Medical Management. So FEM Medical Management are doctors who have taken the medical management certification of FEM. So they are like the doctors who have taken the extra steps um, and the extra training So they are trained in utilizing this method and being able to use more natural and medicinal approaches to help support the woman's goal, whether it is, you know, she's dealing with infertility or she's dealing with some hormone imbalances or other medical issues. So it's pretty cool to be able to work with a doctor who just knows so much more than you're, you know, the one who just popped out of medical school and i'm not discounting that at all but like we talked about there there's just not training in this in medical school and so i i am going to seek out a provider who knows more than i do you know what i mean like if i ever know more than my doctor about something on a certain topic i am not going to see that doctor like i'm going to move on you know that's why i love the current doctor that i have like Oh my goodness, I am at work for her one day. She's awesome. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, so that's kind of like your breakdown. Well, I didn't really talk about FEM and like how it works. So FEM utilizes cervical mucus and LH testing. So FEM's teaching, I feel like it's kind of a mix. It's like a happy mix between Creighton and Marquette. So we get a lot more training with our mucus in FEM than we do in Marquette, but it's not merely to the degree of Creighton. And FEM also utilizes LH testing and um, to help confirm ovulation. And FEM's goal is to empower just your average woman to be able to chart her cycle really easily. So FEM's app is actually really cool. There are very few apps out there, ladies, that you can actually rely on. Like never trust an app when it says you're about to ovulate. Never trust an app when it says you've ovulated. It doesn't know you need to know and you can know through charting and learning how to do that but yeah basically fem just teaches we go really really deep into cervical mucus we go really deep into what's happening from a hormonal standpoint and there are three fem sessions i always teach my clients a bonus session because i do really enjoy educating on basal body temperature And I teach my clients that they can use that as an additional biomarker if it's right for them. Everyone's in a different season and stage and it's not right for everyone, but it is helpful for some. And then we also go through cycle phase planning. So yeah, I love it. It's so much fun.
0: So I didn't know that there was an associated app. Is there, is it free or what do you have to say on that? Yeah. So the FEM app is free
1: and it's really cool. I am like a paper chart guru, so I will say Fem's app is super duper cool. I love paper charting, and we could do like a whole episode on that and like why that's why that's really cool. But, do you
0: know what the Do you know what the app is called? Um, just Fem F E M M. So two Ms F E M M. Right, it's like purple and white. Because I will say this: if you just do F E M. It takes you to a lesbian dating app, so be careful. Oh, good night, man. Just want to help our listeners out there.
1: Thank you, Doctor JD.
0: double M's. <laughs> wow, that's that's bad. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. So the app is really cool and it it does break it down for you. So that's definitely like a great step one is just to download the FEM app. You can kind of start tracking. It has the little eye button next to cervical mucus or menstruation that you can utilize to understand how you're supposed to chart. But I will say like, if you just use the FEM app and I just want to encourage this, like you're maybe peeling back like half of a layer of the onion. Like you're starting, but in order to truly understand where you're at hormonally and where you're at in your fertility, you need to be working with someone one on
0: one who know who's an expert in it. You know,
1: it just with where you're at in your journey.
0: Absolutely, and it's gonna be where, especially if you're going into this like totally uneducated in any of this stuff, it's gonna be a little slow start at first and as you're working with somebody who can help answer your questions and stuff you'll start to just put these things together and and it it what starts off as seeming like work becomes fun and and eventually very intuitive
1: yeah i would almost say like what i love the most when i work with clients is they become as passionate about charting as i do and then they want to become a charting instructor or they want to become a hormone coach it's just like
0: It's like, once you know this, you can't unknow it. Because it's empowering you. And you can't help but want to empower others when you've been empowered. Right,
1: absolutely. Yeah, it's putting your health, it's putting your fertility, it's putting your pregnancy goals into your hands, like literally your hands. Like I would bring, I always, or I I bring my charts to my doctor's appointments um, because again, I work with a doctor who knows how to look at it and will look at it and will read it. And, um, it's just so important. It is a logbook of your health. It is a logbook of your life. And I've been charting for over a year now. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Almost a year and a half. And I keep all of my charts in a binder and it's so cool. Cause I can kind of like look back and be like, Oh my gosh, I remember that. Or, Oh wow. That was what was going on hormonally. And
0: it's really, really interesting. And it's so cool. Yeah. I will say this, the American college of Gynecology obstetrics and gynecology, the ACOG, they actually do um, mention using the menstrual cycle as a vital sign. So like there is recognition and the value of it, but then there's a lack of physicians who can actually take this vital sign and know what to do with it, like you said. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's pretty tough. I'm just, I'm a huge advocate on making sure you're working with a provider who can help you with it, you know? So yeah, so I would say like, ladies, this is a gift from the Lord. This, this knowledge is a gift from the Lord. And now that you know about it, what are you going to do about it? You can't just sit there now and go on tracking on your little app, your period, because that's telling you nothing about your health. It's giving you no assistance for your pregnancy goal and you can do so much better. So we've given you tons of information. You guys can just take, and if you're the type of person who just likes to look up things, go start looking up things and researching. Um, if you need help, or if you're interested in working with me, you know I'd love to. It's what I absolutely love to do: working with women in a Christ-centered way to reach their pregnancy goals, and it's this is so useful for being able to figure out, like, even maybe you're not in the infertility boat, but you're in the boat of, like, I want to get pregnant, but I'm kind of nervous I'm not healthy, and I'm nervous that I would maybe have a miscarriage. Like, I feel like that's a lot of people's fears, but this gift of knowledge that the Lord has given us, if you learn how to use it, you chart for a few months before getting pregnant, and you be patient and wait and see what's going on, you can I don't know. You just have to talk with the Lord about that. And he knows what's going on. He knows if you're having low progesterone or he knows if you're having issues that could impact being able to healthfully carry a baby. And that might be an act of obedience that you need to chart for a few months to observe and figure out what's going on before getting pregnant. And I really do think that's an act of obedience. And I have been there and it is so flipping hard to be patient and to chart daily when you just want to have a baby. It's so hard, but it is so worth it. It's so worth it to just honor that future pregnancy, honor that baby, honor the gift of life that we pray the Lord will give you and just make sure you're in a really good place for that.
0: Absolutely. I'll leave you with a question, Becca. What is like if the one thing that you want women to take away with today from this entire conversation? Start charting.
1: Everybody, and your mama, <laughs> and your sister, and your friend, and your grandma. Everybody got me charting up here. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. Probably not your grandma. Your grandma don't need me charting.
0: <laughs> the cows too. Might as well get the cows charting <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, you know we do. We do actually track their pregnancies. You know how well they carried. When did? How long were they pregnant? You know things like that. So it's important. (laughs) So like that, I mean, so yes, this is one of the top things you can be doing for your health to have an idea of how healthy your cycles are, a a window into your hormones and not just your hormones, but just your overall health for sure. So three words, everybody start charting. Now, (laughs) forwards, just forwards, right now. So, Becca, do you do you want to close us in prayer? Yes. Awesome,
1: Lord Jesus, we just come before you, and we thank you so much for guiding this episode and just speaking through Dr. Jamie and I. Thank you, Lord, for lighting the fire in my heart, lighting the fire in Dr. Jamie's heart about this, and I pray you would light a fire in the heart of this woman who is listening to this or man. For his, for his wife's sake, for their sake as a married couple, Lord, that now that they know that you have given this massive gift of us being able to understand how you fearfully and wonderfully made us and what is currently going on in our body and in our health, Lord, I pray that this woman would be obedient to seeking that out. I pray that She would find just who she needs to find to help her understand how you have designed her body and what's going on in it. Lord, I pray for healing. I pray for hormone balance. I pray for endocrine healing, Lord. And um, you, God, you are the designer. You are the creator. For from you are all things and to you are all things. So I pray that this woman would be to you. And we thank you for her Lord and I just pray for that healing that she needs I pray for just the right preparation that you are asking her to do in order to get pregnant Lord and I pray that so many babies would be conceived just from listening to this episode and from knowing that um, they can be so much better known as you know them we pray these things in Jesus name amen
0: amen all right ladies get to charting Did you learn
1: something today about God's desire for your hormones? If so, please take a quick minute to review this podcast. It's the best way for more women like you to finally feel heard and understood about their God-given hormones. Thank you in advance for your review. If you're wanting to connect with me personally, head over to my website in the show notes to learn how. In any case, for the love of your hormones, I hope you enjoyed sipping on your matcha today. It's so much better for you than your afternoon latte. We'll see you guys next time.